I think it's increasingly obvious, even if you're just a casual user of Twitter, that there's something different about Twitter's product momentum recently. And as someone who's interested in software engineering and in tech companies in general, the change in product velocity is something that I think a lot of people are interested in. So I was pretty excited to find this interview of Kayvon Beckpour, who used to be the founder of Periscope, got acquired, and now is the depressingly young head of consumer product at Twitter. The interview is pretty light on details, of course, but I found three topics that I could highlight to you. The first is Twitter topics. Last year, we launched a product called Topics, which we got started very sort of nascent with with our work there, but we've really accelerated. Today, there are 6,000 topics that people can can follow. And it, it's very simple, right? Rather than just following people on Twitter, you can follow a specific topic. And Twitter does the work of recommending the best content or tweets about that topic. So you don't have to know exactly who to search for. So again, that we didn't release that at our NLSA event. We, we just sort of gave an update on it and shared some of the substantial progress. So in Q3 of this uh, last year, we announced there are 70 million people that have followed topics and then just yesterday, we announced that there now are over 100 million people that have followed Topics. So pretty pretty good clip of growth. So I think Topics was the initial change that broke the dam and gave people more confidence that they could change things. So there was a cultural shift around taking bigger bets. When I joined the company, one of the first things that I felt was that there was a, a reticence and an uneasiness around taking big bets. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. It's hard to sort of pinpoint one. Certainly churn and leadership is is one, right? After a revolving door of of heads of product, like people stop taking any product strategy particularly seriously <laughs> because it's like, okay, well, let's wait until that strategy changes. And so I think there's a little bit, while no one would say that explicitly, there is this reticence to commit to long-term speculative bets because it was rare for them to be able to be seen through. That's one that I think was somewhat ingrained in the culture, which is difficult. It's difficult for PMs, engineers, designers who really want to push and evolve the product to kind of come up against an organizational resistance that is not tuned to take big speculative bets. So that that's one. Um, and, and really unwinding that, I think, has been the biggest unlock that we've had as a company, where today when we contemplate solving more ambitious customer problems and in turn, you know, sort of postulating more ambitious product solutions, we don't get the no but as much. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's there's, there's you know, pessimism around like, oh, can we like pull that off? But like, we get way more of a yes and vibe and a, and a willingness and a, and a patience for sort of terrifying ambitious bets Sorry for the weird cut there. He likes to join his sentences. But anyway, the final topic that he touched on was product velocity during the pandemic, which I thought was a pretty interesting thing to navigate. It seems like your pace of development has actually sped up during the pandemic, which is not true for most companies that went fully remote and Twitter is fully remote. Is that, I mean, that seems remarkable. Is that perception accurate? And if so, like, how, how did you manage that? I do think our pace of development has sped up. We have been on a multi-year journey to speed up our development. And so I would like to think that that's been mostly an up, upward facing, you know, we've had our own hiccups, obviously, but it's been mostly like we're reaping the rewards of, of that investment over the last few years in our process, our culture, our hiring, um, our infrastructure work. And so the pandemic 
I would probably say it slowed that journey down for a little bit as everyone was adjusting to the new normal. Um, I, I wouldn't say that it was like a net accelerant by any means. What mm-hmm. we've done through the pandemic, beyond just like continuing to accelerate, obviously, the, the journey that we've been on is we did make some focusing decisions around like, hey, like these two projects that were kind of like in our periphery and like articulated as part of our long-term strategy, like we need, like this is the forefront now and all this other shit's going to pause. We made a bunch of those decisions that I think helped narrow the aperture, which accelerated, you know, some projects and paused or slowed down other projects. And, And energy and momentum is infectious, right? Like as you see the company and other teams build quickly, and you see customers noticing that, it inspires and motivates everyone else to want to live up to that. So as far as I can summarize, it's three things. It's the initial win of Twitter topics that gave some initial momentum. It was the stabilization of culture and just taking bigger bets in general, people seeing that they can actually be more ambitious. And then lastly, accelerating during the pandemic, kind of because there was a lot of ongoing investment, but then people just focusing more on shipping things. Obviously, there's a lot of detail that he cannot say. Uh, This is the best that we can get from a public statement, but it's a pretty good start.